Uh, we've heard from Brian, and we've heard from Mike, and you've heard a bit from me as well. We're all part of the Global Brain Health Institute. And there is another part of the world not connected with GBHI, but very well associated with GBHI, and this is Nora Walsh. So Nora is a composer, a musician, she is the musical director for the Forget Me Not Choir, and she has a really brilliant story to tell. And we're trying really hard to get you into the GBHI. <laughs> so um, we're going to introduce Nora now, and if you have those song words, let's get busy on that. Now, Thanks very much, Kat. Thanks very much, and thanks to Susan, and thank you for inviting me here today to talk to you all. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm delighted to be here. Are you all rested? Yes. Have you had a cup up? Yes. Okay, so for those of you who don't still physically have a cup in your hand, can you stand up, please? If you have cups, I will gladly collect them from you, so that you have time to do all of this. Alright, can put down your sheets. Be unencumbered. Yes, unencumbered. It's such a beautiful word. It's a sense of such freedom. Right, so shake out the arms. Roll back the shoulders. And forward. Lovely. And if you can not assault your neighbour, try doing this as well. This is called the warm-up, folks. And the warm-up is an essential part of singing. It's also an essential part of life, isn't it? Yes. Cheers. Thanks. And look to your right. To your left and back into the center and tilt your head up and never straining. Just gently back to the center, <coughs> drop to the ground and back to the center. And this time we're going to roll the head, roll it off to the right, look over your right shoulder, back into the center. Off to the left, looking over the left shoulder, <coughs> back to the center. This time we're going to go all the way around, careful with the back, no straining, no dislocation, please. <laughs> I don't know what the insurance policy is here. <laughs> We've got mental health practitioners, but maybe not physical, I don't know. <laughs> okay. And then the fingers were Liberace, Lang Lang, whoever you choose, whoever your favorite penis is. Moving those fingers. Then the wrist. And if you feel the urge to do this every morning, I can't recommend it highly enough. Not in the supermarket. Do you know, I don't think they mind in Tesco's. <laughs> 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 they might. <laughs> there was something on the Clareburn show yesterday about the knees. Did anybody hear it? The clicking of the knees. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. 
so long as it's not accompanied by pain. So, yeah, and shake out. Shake out, lovely. Right, now we're going to try something that you might, you might be able to do this so well, and that's fine if you can't, but can you stand on one foot? And I'm going to give you something else to do just to distract you from the fact that you're standing on one foot. We're all going to sing a nice gentle bee. about standing on one foot that are good for your balance. So anytime you get an opportunity in your house, when you're making the cup of tea, when you're doing a bit of ironing, whatever it is, if you're standing somewhere and you can stand on one foot, do it. Alright, let's get that new again. volume drops like that, even though my hand is still here coming down, right? So I'm going to ask you guys to do your moves and change them with the volume, right? And I want to see if we can remember this instruction that I'm giving you now, which is when I turn the hand to come down gradually, come down gradually and not abruptly. Yeah? I'm going to try that. So any ooh, any ooh you like. Lovely. 
slipped over the teeth and back again. Great. Now we're going to do a gentle sigh. I'm going to do it to an NG sound. So your tongue is up on the roof of your mouth, the soft palate. I'm going to do a few more, and as we do them, I want you to expand the range, right? So you're going to start higher and go lower. social prescription, mental health, uh, feel-good factor. It works two ways too, right? So I'm supposed to be there working, but at the same time, 
I'm getting that kind of positive energy, that kind of um, enhancement to my personal well-being that other people are from the music and from the people. And um, yeah, and that's how I started my journey with the Forgetting Us. Now, Karen gave a little bit of an introduction as to how they're organized. It was herself and her sisters, Orla Horn and Fiona Tierney, who began Forgetting Us because their mother had developed dementia and they were looking for an outlet, uh, a recreational outlet that they could enjoy with her. And Orla had heard about the Squire in New York and she wanted to model fire in Dublin on that, where there was a special welcome for people with dementia. So first and foremost, it is a community choir, and it has two primary objectives for the members. Firstly, it is to provide that outlet, that fun social interaction, uh, piece of recreational activity that people can engage in. And then secondly, there's the element of learning and development and self-development. So be that in the musicianship that you learn, the broader repertoire that you learn, um, enhancing your vocal technique, your singing technique. Uh, so those are the two primary sides of what we do every week and what we're trying to achieve every week. And then with the Forget Me Nots, we have a particular type of model in our choir. So we have a special welcome for people with dementia. And how does that work exactly? So first of all, the repertoire is older. About 80% of the songs that we do are ones from mid 20th century uh, or older. And that allows the people who have dementia to be able to, to know these and to sing along and to engage. And then in our community as well, we have singers who are very experienced uh, who may have been semi-professionals during their lives, or professionals, we've had professionals as well, and people of all different ranges and abilities. So to accommodate the folks who, who are looking for something more challenging in terms of the musicianship of the choir, we have harmonies and we write them bespoke <coughs> for the musical forces that we have in the choir. And then we have solos, duets, so we make the program of every concert interesting for the audience, but also for our members, so that everybody there is, is allowed to engage uh, at their own level. And that's really, really important. The other side to that then, having this choir that's aimed at people in the community, but with a special welcome for people with dementia, there's an inclusiveness about it that, that doesn't always exist in other parts of life for folk with dementia. Because when the incognitive impairment has gone to a certain stage, there are so many other things that they are no longer able to do. And be that playing bridge, um, having conversations, recognizing their children, whatever the stage of the level is, other things are slipping away and they're no longer able to engage in those activities. So with music, the beauty of it is that they still can. And that's what we try to push into a community setting where everybody else is there too. So there's no sense of segregation or exclusion for the folks who have dementia. And likewise, for their carers. So the carers are coming along 
possibly so that the, their person that they're with is getting an outage, but that that carer can be part of that community and engage just as much as everybody else. And with the forget-me-nots, you know, we've had a lot of evidence of how successful that model is on that point. And um, partly from feedback and people just tell us, you know, how they, they love coming back and they, they enjoy it and they love coming. But also from a lot of members who originally came with somebody who has dementia and that person has passed on and the carer is still coming back as part of their rec recreational routine for the week. So part of the message about the inclusiveness is also, this is what I say at, at any talk, um, like yourselves with other people who are interested in this area, and particularly on the choral scene in Ireland, a community choir can be transformed into a dementia-friendly choir very, very easily. And if any of you are involved in community choirs or become involved in community choirs in the future, I strongly recommend advocating for that. It's a really easy, easy transition for a musical director to make. There are a few things that you have to keep in mind, and, uh, and that's it. So I guess that's my, that's my journey into the forget-me-nots. Um, we've had incredible adventures over the years. The membership has grown hugely. Uh, we've sung in some fabulous venues around, uh, around Dublin, um, such as the, the Mansion House we've been to a few times, um, St. Patrick's Cathedral, um, Ars on Uthdron, so we've been in Dublin Airport at Christmas. I'm not, I'm only, I'm in the first year this year. It's my first experience. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to it. The Healings. The Healings. Yeah, so the, the Forget-Me-Nots have had a particularly privileged um, existence, I think, and some of the opportunities that have been afforded to them, and that's primarily because of Karen and the team and the leadership that, that they have in, in Orla and the volunteers. And they're really well organized but and that's really great that we get to do all that stuff and we get to make videos and record songs and stuff but really the essence of what we do week on week is the really important stuff you know for the the well-being and what Brian has been talking about the, the mental health and keeping your brain healthy and keeping the sense of well-being healthy um, continuously creating that reserve of strength in your brain and you know getting your serotonin levels up so that they don't stick. Doing this stuff regularly is really what makes that happen. And it's not just across you know choirs for senior folks, right? I, I mean I work with a lot of different choirs and um, one of the projects I did was uh, an age gap choir with RTE. Uh, they made it into a TV program and we had primary school kids and senior citizens together. And one of the primary school kids, he, he, wasn't, um, he wasn't mad about school and academia wasn't his, you know, his thing and he had dyslexia and he wasn't really, you know, he wasn't really enjoying school. When he came into the choir, he had a fabulous voice. And over the months, he developed that and became more interested and more involved 
in some of the things that were going on in the music world. And that gave him an outlet, and that gave him a recreation that he could enjoy that was different from the you know, structure of school and something that perhaps wasn't working as well for him as he would have liked. Um, and then another choir that I work with, which is a, a middle-aged mixed choir, four parts soprano out in our bass, and they have uh, a com completely different reasons for coming to choir. And a few of them shared with me that the reason they joined in the first place was to cope with the bereavement of a parent. And then others say that they come because it's that one and a half hours or two hours in the week where nobody's hanging out of them, pulling out of them, asking them to do this. Where's my sandwich? Where's my football here? They're not rushing here, there, and everywhere. They get to concentrate their mind on something, focus on something that's just about them, just for them, and takes them out of that space of where they're constantly worried about all of these different things. Those concerns just drip off for that two hours or whatever it is. So it's a, a hugely therapeutic um, thing to engage in, and the arts are generally, um, but particularly uh, music, it's so social. It has, as Brian was talking about, you've got language and words in one part of the brain, you've got music and sounds in the other, and there's just that extra bit of communication, the messages being fired off between the neurons, it's more complex. But it's creating brain elasticity and creating that mental, uh, that brain health reserve in your heads to last for as long as possible. So, does anybody have any questions about the choir? Is it just one choir? So, with Forget Me Nots, it's just one. Yeah, it's based in Val Doyle. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just the one. There are other choirs, and there's, there's one in Nace, I think it is, Pastimes, which is a, a similar kind of a, an ethos as ours, and they're very successful. And then there's other variations on the model around Dublin that some of you might be already familiar with. Living with Dementia has one in Stilord. Living with Dementia has one in Stilord. Living with Dementia has one in did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I mean, I'm presuming that the, obviously the numbers are limited, the numbers that you can do with it, and so you probably got a waiting list. We have, yeah, yeah, we have a waiting list. Yeah, there's about there's over 100 in the choir, there's about 70 there every week, 75, 80 maybe, and then some of them would rotate, you know, not everybody comes every week which is the other nice thing about it, it's a relaxed environment, you're not at home studying up on your notes, yeah. <laughs> or you can kick out of the choir if that doesn't happen. So it's very much, um, it's very much centred on the membership, the membership-centred choir. Are there any choirs for those with neurological conditions? And are you talking about specific neurological well, conditions? Well, just generally neurological conditions. So in the Forget-Me-Nots, we welcome anybody. So we, we do have some folks that come in from St. Michael's, close by. Um, we don't have any kind of a, a requirement in place. So yes, anybody's welcome. I don't know if there's a choir that is specifically for folks with neurological conditions. I'm not aware yeah. of one. But there is a lot of in-house 
uh, work that goes on, um, like what we were talking about, the music therapy and growing your home, who go into different organizations and institutions and hospitals to provide yeah. uh, music therapy. But uh, for choirs, I mean, I worked with a choir in, in Nisa, the Mercer Institute for Successful Aging down in St. James's Hospital, and we had outpatients, inpatients, and some members of the community that came together um, to, to, to form a choir and sing regularly. So like it's different when you've got a music therapy set up, somebody comes in to, to provide that. Uh, when you're a member of a choir, it's that bit different because you're coming to sing and to, to be more active, I suppose, and it depends on the membership and the audience. Yeah, Karen. Just we'll run your time. <laughs> Anybody got any other questions? No, I just would yeah. like to make a comment. I'm on in since March. And uh, once it's in less than four years because of the cold. Yeah. And um, when I got the phone call, it was actually for Joe. Joe Williams. My husband. I'm a 14 head by the children. Now, I think that, and I, as I said, I absolutely love being in it. The atmosphere, the feeling of being in it. okay and uh, we'll see you here this time next week but if you have another five minutes and if you're enjoying yourself here we're going to sing because it's a song that we know and you have the words of the shock of flowers now what we're going to do and, and i've just had a chat with uh, susan is the, the shock of flowers and also mike's song a river rolls on we have the videos of those so susan is going to share them with the um the mailing list here today, so you didn't miss out, but you have the words. The reason I'm giving you the words, they're so important. Yeah. This song was co-created by the choir. Nora asked us, what, why is the choir important? And everybody gave their different reasons why it was important. Some people said something like, my voice is heard. And other people said, well, I'm a silver surfer. And it was all these lovely words, and Nora was able to compose this amazing song that, um, and in fact, if we have time after this one, do you want to show, show the, the song? Yeah. yeah, let me show the video. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll finish on that. But there's one other song. If you have time, Mike has this beautiful song that is a new release called Shine, and it's about mental health. So if you're not running away and galloping away, um, we'd love to do that one as well. Okay, so Dublin Saunter, Shock of Flowers, and Shine. You guys know it, right? Yeah. yeah? yeah? So we just sing it through. Yeah. yeah. At this level. <laughs> 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 
Jesus. Mental health, we all have brain health, and it's good for us to talk about it. Some people talk about mental health as if it's a bad thing. We all have. Shine. Yeah, I'll just tell you a little. I won't keep you all. Uh, I, I wrote this during during uh, lockdown, and it was really from a very personal point of view as well. And it just became a kind of thing that a lot of us need people to kind of. There's always someone there who can grab us out. Uh, I also had this uh, image from years ago when I was in trouble. Uh, with some mental health, and I felt like it was a Tarzan movie. It was these uh, pit, the lion pit, and it was always raining, and the poor old Tarzan couldn't get out of the lion pit. 
And I was in the same time, but wish someone just come up and grab me out. And that was the kind of sense in this song. And then this organization called Shine, a wonderful organization, they were schizophrenia Ireland. Uh, Nicola Burns, the CEO, and she's the most amazing woman. Uh, Shine looked after people with mental health, but also the families of people who suffer with mental health. And it's, it's a wonderful organization. They've just had a full month of that uh, ribbon. Uh, you can see those green ribbons going around. Beautiful. And, yeah. So they've adopted a song, which I'm really thrilled. Sometimes you write songs and you kind of chase uh, chart singles, number one hit singles. And this is one of the few, a few songs I've written over in my lifetime that uh, has reached its number one without telling one I don't have a single. It just finds its place within an organization and to me. That's the only one. It can't be anybody else.
clouds all gather round. That's when you shine. 